Welcome to West Church. We're so thankful you've joined us today. Whether you're joining us in person or virtually, we're excited to come together to praise, worship, and receive God's glory. If this is your first time with us, we'd like to give you a very special welcome. If you're returning, thanks for joining us again. We appreciate it, and we appreciate you. Now, let's prepare to be inspired and encouraged as we enter into worship. Oh, Logan Airport. (laughs) Merry Christmas to you, West Church. Are there any boys and girls or young people here today that would come down and join me so that I could tell you a little bit about Christmas? My name is John, and I'm one of the apostles of Jesus, and I really would love if you guys would come down right here. Come right down. Come right down to me. You guys are all wearing your jammies. Have a seat. Sit down. Sit down. Plenty of room right here. Hmm. My name, boys and girls, is John, and I am one of the first disciples and apostles of Jesus. And now that I'm getting older, I wanted to write down for you the things that I saw and heard from Jesus so that you would be able to read them and know them too. So it's really important that I wrote those things down. And my book is called The Gospel of John. Ask your mommy and your daddy to read it to you sometime soon. Now, when you're together with your friends, I have a question for you. What kind of heroes do you pretend to be? What? Um, Batman. Batman? Okay. Anybody else? What kind of heroes do you pretend to be? Superheroes. Superheroes. What about you? Spider-Man. Say again? Spider-Man. 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 All right. Anybody else? What kind of heroes, you guys? Jedi. Jedi. Oh, Jedi, huh? Huh. Well, when I, what? Supergirl. Supergirl. All right. Girl power. When I was a little boy growing up in Israel, me and all the boys and girls in my neighborhood played Moses. Moses was my superhero. You know why? Because he stood up to Pharaoh, king of Egypt, and he told him what's what. And he said, let my people go. And he prayed, and God judged him, and he let us our people out long, long before I was ever born. And he led us to the, the Red Sea. And then you know what happened then? Moses prayed and the sea opened up and we walked right through it. It was a miracle of miracles. And then you have that book? Read that book. That's a good one. It's almost as good as my book, John. You got that for Christmas? Wow. So then Moses took us through the Red Sea, and we were in the wilderness. And now how we lived in tents. Have any of you ever been camping? 
Yeah. Did you ever? You went camping? Anybody else go camping? You went camping with your aunt? All right. You went camping? When you went camping, did you stay in a tent? Yeah. yeah. How did? You had a camper. That's not camping. That's glamping. That's. <laughs> So when we went into the wilderness with Israel, the Israelites, well, I wasn't there. This was way before me, okay? We lived in tents, and guess how long we lived in tents for? 20,000 years. 40 years. 42. Does that sound like fun? No, 40 years in a tent. It was pretty miserable. But do you know, do you know what made it special? God was with us because in the camp of Israel, all the tents, you could see them for as far as you could see. There were tents everywhere. But you know what was in the middle? No, the devil was not there. There was sort of like a campfire. There was a great big giant tent. And do you know whose tent that was? It was God's tent. It was called the tabernacle. And it was the biggest tent in the entire camp. And when God was in his tent, it would smoke during the day. And it would burn with flame during the night. And we knew, the people of Israel knew for 40 miserable years living in their tents that God was with them. And Moses was able to do what he was able to do for 40 years because God was with us. Those were the glory days of Israel. And me and my friends, we played Moses, not Jedi, Moses because Moses was the man. So, hundreds of years later, me and my brother were born, James, and my dad, Zebdee, was a fisherman, so me and James, guess what we became? Fishermen. And we had two friends, Peter and Andrew, and guess what they were? Fishermen. And to be honest, life in Israel when I was growing up, not as exciting as the days of Moses. Pretty boring. Not too great. Until, until, until we met Jesus. And Jesus was amazing. He was like no other person that you've ever met. He was good and kind and loving and true. He never, ever, ever told a lie, ever. He was never afraid of people, ever. He, he never shied away from telling the truth to anybody who needed to hear it. But he was good. He was good even to people who weren't good back to him. Can you imagine that? 
He was always good, and I always knew whenever I was with Jesus, I knew that I knew that I knew that He loved me. Never a doubt in my mind. And for me, it was like I was living in the days of Moses. This is my childhood dream coming true. And we would go through Israel, and Jesus would touch somebody, and they would get better. And he would pray for them, and they would be better. And he would, there would be a storm like the one we had a couple days ago, and he would just say, shh, quiet storm, and it would be quiet. There was nobody like Jesus. We, we wanted to live like this forever with him as his followers. But then, they killed him. Why? Why would they kill Jesus? Why would they take him away from us? It was, it was like my childhood dreams were shattered and turned into ashes. It was the most miserable, sad, and depressing time in my entire life. We just sat and looked at each other and said, what has happened? What has happened? How could something so good and someone so good be taken away from us? How could this be? For days, for a couple days, we just wept and looked at each other and shook our heads and hugged each other and comforted each other. And then one day, now this can't be true. One day, this isn't possible. How could this be possible? One day, he appeared. He appeared. No, it's got to be a ghost. People don't come back from the dead. This doesn't happen. But he was there. And then he ate with us. And he talked to us. And, and we touched him. And he was real like you're real. He was alive. He was alive. And we talked. And we prayed. And he encouraged us. And we had hope. And, and the dream like we could never dream was true. He was alive. He was alive, and he was getting me and Peter and Andrew and James. He was getting us ready. He was getting us ready to go out and tell others. And that's why I had to write down these things that I had to write down. Because once I saw him alive, that's when I knew. That's when I knew. He wasn't just any old man. It was God, God with us, Jesus Christ, alive from the dead. It was the most amazing thing that ever happened in my life. And the days of Moses's, Moses faded into the shadows compared to him. There was no one like him. So every Christmas, I want you to remember, boys and girls, I am so glad that you came up here so I could tell you my story, that when you see the face of Jesus, 
You don't just see a man like me. You see God the Son. Come to love us. Come to save us. Come to help us, yes. Come to touch us and make us alive. And I have a present for each and every one of you today so that you can remember this. Will you come over to the tree with me? Hmm. What do we have here? Each one of these little emblems has some of my words on it. God's word became flesh and dwelt among us. Who was that? Who became flesh and dwelt among us? Jesus, that's right. And we have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only Son. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Oh, yeah. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you. Don't drop it. It's priceless. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Did you get one? Oh, Merry Christmas to you. Merry Christmas. Oh. Who didn't get one? Oh, young girl, did you not get one? Merry Christmas to you. Oh, thought you could hide from me, you did. No. Merry Christmas. God bless you all. Thank you so much for coming. And remember, when you see Jesus, you've seen the face of God, grace and truth. Thank you. What's that? Yes, you put them all on so you could take them off. Let's have a few minutes of prayer together, please. Father, it's so good to use our imagination and we as adults need to be more imaginative and put our hearts and minds and thoughts into your word to see it for ourselves. We thank you for this day, Lord Jesus, to celebrate your birthday, to celebrate your great a miracle of coming and being like us in every way, yet without sin. Help us to keep you the center of our hearts and mind. Help us to worship you and follow you. Help us not to be afraid of you to lead us out of the darkness. Help us to face those things, that darkness in our own lives, the inconsistencies, the sin, the confusion, the pain, the hurt, the things that are there that you could set us free more and more. We thank you for your promise of transformation. We again think of those in our family who are suffering and struggling with uh, post-surgery, transplants, uh, cancer, loneliness, uh, all the things that happen to us in a fallen world. We pray your grace and 
and your touch on their lives. Help us, Lord, as we celebrate today to keep you the center of what we do. And so now we pray together the words that you've given us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory. Amen. strange guy in the hall out there. I don't know what that's all about. He looked a little squirrely. So we had a visit from the Apostle John this morning, and he told us how when he saw Jesus, he knew that he had seen God. Jesus is God with us. He is our he reveals God to us. He is our Savior. He is our Master. He is our Deliverer. He, he, Jesus is God eternal, and that's why we worship Him, and that's why we praise Him, and that's why Jesus coming into the world at Christmas is so very, very special, because He is God with us. And in verses 14 through 18, which were read to us this morning, John says that there are two main things which we see in the face of Jesus. It says in verse 17, For the law was given through Moses. Grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God, the only God, who is at the Father's side. He has made Him known. Jesus in comparison with Moses, reveals to us in a way like no other the grace and the truth of God. Let's think for a moment just about those two simple things, grace and truth, this Christmas. Let's start with truth first, okay? How does Jesus reveal the truth to us? Well, He Himself is the truth, was the truth, and forever will be the truth. But we also see the truth of Jesus through the words that He spoke, through the words that He said. His words were truth. Jesus never lied. He was never ashamed or afraid of the truth. He never shaded the truth, and He always told the truth in just the way the people that He was speaking the truth to needed to hear it. What are some of the truths that Jesus told us? Love your neighbor. Don't lust for another person's spouse. Don't speak ill or do harmful things to other people out of anger. Don't judge other people. Love your enemies. Do good and pray for those who hurt you. Don't worry about tomorrow because tomorrow will take care of itself. Don't be phony. Don't do good things to be noticed by others. Take the narrow road and build your house on the rock. That's the truth. 
pretty awesome, isn't it? But when we hear the truth of Jesus that He spoke to us, does that always feel so good? Those powerful truths, don't judge, love your neighbor, don't let anybody else know about the good things you're doing. I don't know about you, but sometimes the truth of Jesus makes me nervous, a little bit uncomfortable, a little insecure. I definitely don't measure up to the truth of Jesus. Would you prefer that Jesus did not tell us the truth? Well, we kind of need it, don't we? If we don't have the truth, then what are we living? A lie. If Jesus didn't tell us the truth, then he, we wouldn't know what He expects. We would just be wandering around trying to figure out what it is that He really wants us to do. So we need the truth because the truth helps us to know what's good and what's bad, what's right or what's wrong, what's light, what's darkness. The truth helps us to know how to walk and to understand, and it makes things clearer. And, and it's something we need to be careful, the things we need to be careful about and the things we need to know about. The truth exposes those things to us so we can live wisely and well in the world. And if Jesus didn't tell us the truth, we would be lost just wandering about trying to live life by the seat of our pants. And do you really want to live life wandering around trying to figure out what's right or wrong, what's good or bad, what's true or false? We need the truth from Jesus, don't we? Verse 16 says, for from His fullness we have all received grace upon grace. For the law was given through Moses, but grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. We have all received grace upon grace upon grace as well as the truth. Grace is when Jesus doesn't give us what we deserve. Now, this is interesting, right? Jesus tells us the truth, but is there anyone here who keeps the truth of Jesus and does it all? No, because, and when we don't keep the truth of Jesus, does Jesus call down righteous judgment on us? No. Why not? Grace. Grace. Grace is when Jesus treats us kindly and patiently and in an understanding way. Jesus was never selfish or cruel. He was never evil or vindictive. He was never harsh or unfair. Even though people were unfair to Him, even though we don't listen very well, even though we whine and complain and we disobey and we wander, Jesus treats us with grace. He doesn't lash out. He doesn't give us what we deserve. He gives us kindness instead of justice. He treats us patiently instead of getting angry. He tells us the truth when we try to hide. 
He is gentle and understanding when we are afraid. He is understanding when we are weak and when we are mortal and we are sinful. And we need grace so much. We, need, we want grace so much. We, we want kindness. We want patience from God. We don't want God to give us what we deserve. We need grace. And that is, that is what we see in Jesus. Grace upon grace upon grace upon grace. It's amazing because Jesus reveals to us both God's grace and God's truth like never before. But these things are like polar opposites, aren't they? How can Jesus reveal to us both God's truth and God's grace? Imagine if all we had was God's truth. We would really be in trouble with God's justice. We would need forgiveness. We would need grace because we don't deserve it. But imagine if God was all grace. If Jesus was just grace and forgave everything that ever happened and held nobody accountable for anything that they ever did, God would stand for nothing. And if God is not true and just, but is only grace and forgiveness, then God stands for nothing. And there is no right, there is no wrong, there's just this mushy slop of grace with no substance to it, like a gummy bear. But Jesus reveals to us both of these things, truth and grace. And it all comes into focus, not at Christmas, but at the cross. When He died on the cross, Jesus told us the truth. This is good. This is right. This is true. Do this. Thou shalt not. He never broke a law of Moses, and he upheld every single one by his righteous life. But we don't do that. We ignore God. We disobey God. We disrespect God. The truth should condemn us. But, but Jesus died on the cross. He takes God's truth upon himself and our disobedience upon himself, and he takes our justice upon himself, he takes away our sin, he takes away our shame, and all of the disobedience of our disobedience to the truth is laid on Jesus who came at Christmas so that he might die on the cross. And because Jesus died, grace upon grace upon grace. Through the ordeal of the cross, the truth of Jesus is satisfied and the grace of God is poured out and we are forgiven, we are cleansed. Because Jesus died, He is so, so patient with us. He knows what it is like to be human and He has compassion and He has grace and He has mercy all of the time and every single day. Jesus is God's truth and mercy in human flesh. When we know 
Jesus, who was born at Christmas, and have a relationship with Jesus, who was born at Christmas, we are born afresh. We are born anew by Him within us. He comes to live within us, and His truth lives within us, and His grace lives within us. We love His truth, and we seek to do it, and we love His grace, and we long to show it to other people. Friends here at West Church and those who may be watching, may your Christmas be filled with grace and truth from Jesus, from Him to you. And may your life be filled with grace and truth from you to those around you. Because when you have seen Jesus, when we have seen Him, we have seen the face of of God. No one has ever seen God, John says in verse 18. The only God who is at the Father's side, Jesus, He has made Him known to us. And now we have seen. Because John wrote it down so we could have it today.